Yo, yo, yo. Welcome back to The Fear Alchemist. My name is Ben, your host. I'm so excited you're here. We have Stephen Jaggers, who is the founder of Somatic Breathwork. And we actually begin this episode with a breathwork practice. So if you are driving or anything like that, just a heads up not to actually do the breathing practice with us because it might might make you lightheaded or something like that. So I just wanted to give you the heads up that we begin this episode with a breathwork practice. So make sure you give yourself the space, create a little cozy area for you to sit, for you to close your eyes, for you to lay down and drop in fully. So make sure you create a safe space um, before anything else. Don't do this while driving or doing anything like that. Um, So I appreciate you so much for being here. This is a powerful way to begin an episode. So let's drop in to this breathwork with Steven. And if you haven't already, please subscribe on YouTube. You can watch everything. Um, If you're not watching it already, you can subscribe on Apple and on Spotify. So please rate and review because it helps other people like you be recommended this show who are looking for the tools and the freedom to to live a full, healthy, happy life. All right, y'all. Here we go. Um, I'll lead you through a little uh, daily practice that I do short. Um, What we're going to do is we're going to spike our nervous system a little bit. So that Mm -hmm. way we can drop in a little bit deeper uh, into into relaxation. So we'll probably go like 15 deep breaths in and out through the mouth. um, Really with the emphasis on just clearing, um, clearing my field, clearing all the stuff that I don't want to bring into this conversation perhaps or, um, you know, just, yeah, cleansing, clearing to become clear. So we'll go 15 breaths in and out through the mouth. We'll do a hold. Um, and then after that, we'll do 15 breaths in through the nose, elongating our exhale, just sending ourselves into a relaxed state. Um, and from there, that second round, it's really, once we've cleared, now let's, Let's actually breathe in how we want to feel, mm-hmm. how we want to show up. And creating that sort of elevated emotion within ourselves, And so that way it just radiates from us as we move through our conversation or, or our day. So we can go ahead and sit up nice and tall here. Let's just start with one nice breath in. And let's begin. So deep breaths. Clear it out. A little sound. more. Three, four, five. One more deep breath in. All the way to the top. Hold it. Connect to how you want to feel. Another 
out nice and slow. We'll switch to in through the nose, gentle inhale. You can let it out through the mouth. Breathe in how you want to feel, brother. Feel it in every one of your cells. Trying on a smile. the exhale Deep breath in. Let it all out. Hold it out for a moment. And just return to normal breath for a moment. This place, this will always usually lead me into meditation. Mm. But if I don't have a lot of time, this is where I kind of set my alignment. And from this place, I start to bring my awareness to my spine. Just feeling that pulsation of cerebral spinal fluid moving up and down your spine. Nice breath in. Guide that energy down your spine, down each vertebrae, all the way to your sacrum. Imagine a straight line of energy going down your spine into the ground. Rooted, anchored into the ground. Pillar of energy from your spine into the ground. Feeling connected to the earth, connected to nature. This is your anchor point. Go ahead and take a nice deep breath in. Let it out. Ride that energy up your spine, that straight line of energy from the earth all the way up your spine, up each vertebrae to the top of your head, tip of your antenna, your crown. 
Imagine a straight line of energy from your spine into the heavens, into the sky. Connected to God, connected to source, spirit, whatever you believe in, something that's higher than yourself. What is your antenna tuning into? From that place, one more deep breath in. Riding that energy from the earth, from the heavens, all the way back down to your center points, your heart. Feeling yourself as the center point between heaven and earth. You are the center point between heaven and earth. Maybe you're here to embody heaven on earth. Keeping your energy in the heart. And from that place, that's usually where I start my day. Wow. We're here, dude. We're here. We're here. <laughs> How was that? Wow. Thank you. I love that. Like, I mean, as many times as I do breath work or just breathe, it's just, it always reminds me every single time, just like how simple it is. And just like, wow, like I cleared like 15 mouth breaths, cleared so much like I felt it. Then the slow breaths, I like, like that's it's easy and simple. Simple. Yeah. I'm an, I'm a natural kind of skeptic when it comes to things, you know, <laughs> Me I, too. Uh, I question everything. Um, and it just always blows my mind, always blows my mind how simple it is, how easy it is. I mean, it's, it's crazy because we have this sort of toggle switch, this button that we can press to actually control our state, to actually control our system, our nervous system, our electrical system. And we take that for granted. We put the power in other people and we put the power in systems and we actually can, we actually can, like you can't control the outside world. You can't control a lot of things that are going on around you, but you can control your state You can always control your state. And it's hidden in plain sight with the, uh, the thing that we're doing all the time, either <laughs> consciously or unconsciously, you have a choice. It's the only body rhythm that we can do consciously or we don't have to do it consciously. But if you do it consciously, it will control your state. And there's a lot of really cool things that you can, you can do with it. And so it's um, what, a, what a gift this, this vessel is, right? Dang, dude. Well, Thanks to all everybody for tuning in. If you're not already tuned in, wink, wink, <laughs> <laughs> to the Fear Alchemist, our guest today, Stephen Jaggers, um, creator. You say co-founder, co-creator, founder, founder. Um, but now it's like uh, just kind of vessel for it to move <laughs> through. <laughs> it's really actually creating mm -hmm. 
I love that, bro, of somatic release breath work and just human being vessel, right. not just this one thing. But um, while we're already here, is the breath and the nervous system. And right when we talk about the nervous system, how would you, I'm curious, for you, what would you say as far as, because some people would say like, it, may, it has many functions, but what would you say is its main function? Hmm. I would say its main function is communication. And uh, if we look at that, I, I'm a nerd for etymology. Um, we look at that word communicate is to commune. Mm. And that is to connect. And I feel like that's one of our biggest purposes on the planet is to commune with each other, with nature, to be in community, to connect to plants and animals, to connect with each other, to communicate. Right. And I think that our, our nervous system is actually communicating. It's sending and receiving um, and picking up on everything that's going on. And it is the electrical system of your body. I mean, if you want to look at it from an Eastern standpoint, it is your chakra system, your mm. nerve bundles at all of those different centers that control glandular, musculoskeletal systems, a lot of your autonomic systems. But beyond that, it, um, it actually radiates outside of you. A lot of people would call this your aura, mm -hmm. uh, but it is your electromagnetic bubble that's around you. And that bubble is highly intelligent. And it is, um, it's picking up on everything, whether you are aware of it or not. Most people aren't aware. But mm -hmm. for example, like you can feel if someone's standing in your bubble behind you. Mm -hmm. You can feel... Like there's so much communication that's going on between us before we even say anything. And so your electricity is picking up on my electricity and we are co-regulating. We are, we, are, we are in connection. We are in communion. And um, you can always feel when someone's system is scattered. Maybe, maybe you don't consciously um, feel that or understand that. But if someone is scattered... Um, there's two things that are going to happen. You're either going to find a way to resonate with them and probably co-regulate and help them um, come back into a, a, a state that is balanced, a state that is open and receiving, or you're probably not going to want to spend time around them mm -hmm. because it's dysregulating to your system. And so the more sensitive that we can become, um, to our nervous system, the more that we have the ability to commune, to connect with other people, um, and to communicate and to be in community. And this is the foundation of relationship <laughs> or relating um, to each other, right? We all want to relate to each other. We all want to um, be in relationship. And I think our nervous system, the foundation of it is to relate to ourselves to, to understand the communication, the autonomic communications that are going on inside of us first. Um, and therefore you can connect to other. I know so many people that have a really hard time connecting to themselves, right? They have a hard time knowing what they're actually feeling, or maybe they've 
you know, and the older you get, the, the harder it becomes because you have more life experience mm -hmm. and maybe you've been pushing things down for a long time and it's dark in there, it's scary. Mm -hmm. And I've noticed this with a lot of people is that the more you push down, the more you're afraid to go inside, the harder you actually, the harder it is to actually connect with other people because you don't know what is self and what is other. Oof. And so the world becomes a scary place when your internal world's a scary place. And something that I've been, I think, really good at is the idea of networking, which is to commune with other people, to connect. <laughs> I love that. Um, because I probably deeply connected to myself a lot. And therefore, other people feel that. And they feel that I'm coming from an authentic place. Mm -hmm. Um and whether or not they're consciously aware of it, but their subconscious and unconscious is aware, their nervous system is picking up that, okay, this person's like, they're in alignment. They're telling, mm -hmm. they're, 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 your nervous system only speaks the truth. Only speaks the truth. Are you listening? <laughs> My trap. Dude, that could be, I know, because you've been recording some music, that could be like an intro to a song or something. Right? Your nervous system only speaks the truth. Are you listening? Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> and then the beat drops. Right? Wow, dude. So there is so much richness in there. I mean, honestly, we could just end it or like break that down. Um, I mean, there's many moments of just like, yeah, the networking. If you could even break that down of the networks within your body and like we're all part of one organism. You know, there's so right. many things within that. Um, and I mean, that, right. The, the first thing, like when you just said communicating, oh, and I wanted to ask this too. Do you, uh, like, when I asked you that question, you dropped in, do you channel? Is that how you view it? Cause like watching you like feel into that answer and receive it was actually, I was like, whoa, this dude is like, do -do -do. it was like yeah. you're downloading literally, like I could see your body download it. Right. Yeah. There's a, um, I've had that reflected to me. Um, I think there is a, uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm so good. Uh, I love podcasting because mm -hmm. it, um, when someone asks me a question, it feels like I can then kind of point my nervous system <laughs> in a direction to actually pick up on the answer. Right. Oof. And that takes a, a certain, I think a lot of people, they just want to like speak it out right away, but there's a space in between. You know, in that, and that space in between being asked something, you could call that channeling, right? Mm -hmm. Or downloading or receiving the answer. Yeah. Um, but it's just like, you're, you are an antenna. And the state of your antenna is going to be what you're actually picking up on. And so if you are aware yeah. of your antenna, your nervous system is your antenna, right? Yeah. Um, your uh, central nervous system, you are picking up on, you know, your thoughts aren't happening inside of your head. They're happening out in the world. And the state of your antenna, if it's in a fear state, you're going to be picking up on fear ideas. If you are in a, an expansive, in a safe state, feeling good, you're going to be picking up on expansive ideologies. And so it takes a moment, that little bit of space in between, I think is so beautiful. People just take a pause in between. Um, we're not so comfortable with that little space in our culture. Mm -hmm. We kind of want to walk, we kind of want to talk over the end of each other's sentences. And, and when there is space, we want to pull out our phone or we want to do all those things. But that space is the time for that 
call it channeling, downloading, or tuning your antenna to actually come up with the answer, right? Yeah. Dang, dude. So, man, there's so much in there too. Um, have you heard this? Do you know who Zion I is? I do. A rap know group. Zion do you know the song Absolutely. Antenna? Antenna. Do you know it? What so, should I do? do what can I? Talk, talk to, to you through my antenna. antenna. <laughs> yeah. yeah, bro. Zion I, man. <laughs> yeah. Hip hop, hip hop raises yeah. me, dude. Zion I, yeah. Living Legends, a lot of those guys. Yes, okay. I love that so much. Because that's when you said that during the breathwork and meditation at the beginning. That's when you said antenna. That's what yeah. I thought of. Yeah, we talk through our antenna. It's uh-huh. communication through our nervous systems. Dang, dude, this is so good. Um, and because I think sometimes it's misunderstood of like like the channeling or the downloading, but literally it's just like, no, bro, like we are like electrical energetic beings and your nervous system and like how you put it, like the straight and like where it's pointed or aligned, like yeah. is going to download information. Mm-hmm. So maybe touch on that a bit too, but I want to go back to what you said of your nervous system tells the truth. Cause I want to break that mm-hmm. down because I feel like some people, cause yeah. some people I would say like, well, is it the nervous system that tells the truth? And then our stories that manipulate it or that we feel that we don't trust. Like I'm interested. Where's that, that paradox in that? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Um, there's some dissociation, right? Yeah. But I want to uh, go back and you look at a practice, an ancient practice like yoga, right? Uh, and there's so many pillars of yoga, but the asana practice, the like physical postures, like all of those different postures are you're posturing your antenna. You're putting yourself in different positions to be able to tune into different things. And so each position that you're in is a different shape of your physical antenna. And so you are tuning into different sort of energies by the posture that you're in, right? Is your antenna in a contracted state? Is it in a fear state? Is it in an expansive state? There's so many different positions that you can put yourself in and see what you tune into. Dang, dude. That's really good. Yeah. And, to, <laughs> and then the and, truth. <laughs> and then the, the, the truth, right? Um, your nervous system only tells the truth and are you listening to it? So there's, a, there's an aspect of us. Um, we're, we're very dissociated, uh, disconnected between the mind and the body, right? We, um, w- our antenna is tuned into something and say it's, you know, something fearful. Um, our body's in a contracted state. We're in a state of fear. And so we're picking up on these fear-centered ideologies, but we're actually, our consciousness is actually in that sort of fear state. And we believe that the radio station that we're tuning into is us. Mm-hmm. Instead of actually, oh, we're actually a sovereign being and we can control our, our state. We can control the, the what our antenna is picking up on And we just have to manipulate that dial Mm -hmm. that toggle switch that button within ourselves to actually tune into something else and so we 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 think we're the uh the radio station that we're tuning into when really we're actually the antenna we can change we can change the radio station that we're tuning into and so there's a dissociation between the mind and the body we have become such a mental culture we have you know, the label, the mind, our king, we're mm-hmm. very much rational. We're very mindset much like is everything. mindset is everything, right? Let's, um, I know so many people do mindset work. Like they, um, so many people come to me and they're like, well, I just can't stop these, this limited thinking, right? <laughs> limited thoughts. And you, 
you don't choose to wake up in the morning and like, okay, I think I'm going to like tune into limited thinking today. Um, <laughs> that limited thinking is a byproduct of what state your antenna is in, what state your nervous system is in. And so if you are in a contracted state, if you are, if your body, you're an animal, you're a fucking animal. We're all animals <laughs> and we forgot it. And that yeah. there's so much beauty in that. Um, and we don't honor that. But if you want to think expansively, you can't do that from a, from a place of contraction, from a place of wounding, from a place of the body not feeling good. So if you're in a wounded state, you're going to be picking up on wounded ideas. And people in power have known this for a long time. What's the best way to control people? It's to keep people in a state of fear, guilt, mm -hmm. and shame. Because when you're in a state of fear, guilt, and shame, you don't think clearly. React run, you, survival. You, you, you run to the store and you buy all the toilet paper because you think, because <laughs> that like has everything to do with your actual survival, right? <laughs> it's really uh, clear thinking. Um, Dang, dude. Because I just, I mean, it's fire, dude. Um, so there's so much, I'm curious for you. Um, like breaking down to like, if you were to get to the root of like polarities, like we live in a world, it's a wide spectrum, right? Opposites are a, in identical in nature, opposites in degree. Yeah. But, but what is like for you, is it like fear and love? Is it fear and trust, contraction, expansion? There's many different ones, but to you, what, like, what are, what's the core one? I would say it is fear and beauty. Oh, bro. I've never heard that. I love that. I don't know if that's 100% mine, but I hear Zach Bush talk about beauty uh, and, it, yes, and yes. It, really, um, it really inspires me. Um, but before I get into that, the, the, the root issue, I would say, is the dissociation. And it's the dissociation of our mind and our body. And it's this dissociation of humanity and nature. And it's the dissociation of us here and other humans on the other side of the planet, right? And so there is a sort of trauma that happens. Um, and we can, we can look at the example of technology, which is a very mental, I mean, there's so many different technologies. Ayahuasca is a technology, yeah. right? But we can look at these like phones and uh, cameras and stuff like that as technology. And what happens when you like, when you look at your phone and you see something terrible that's going on on the other side of the world, right? Your nervous system is only designed to deal with your immediate reality in front of you. You're not designed to look at what's going on on the other side of the world. Yeah. We've only had access to that for, for a little bit, right? Like, and so yeah. what happens is your cells in your body, your body knows that it's deeply intrinsically connected to all living things on this planet. And that if you were to poison the water, you know, 50 miles away from you, eventually that water is going to make up the water that's inside your children. Right. And so your body knows that your mind, we, we've become dissociated. We think that if something happens over there, it doesn't, it doesn't happen inside of us. But you look at something that's going on on the other side of the world. And it's like, your cells are like, you know, that you, you are intrinsically deeply connected to these other people and you want to help them. Like there's a, there's a, there's a uh, responsibility as a human. We're a steward. We want to help other humans. We want to help the planet. We are stewards of this planet. And what happens is we, we can actually help them right now. Is there anything that we can do in the immediate moment? 
Usually not. And so, well, that's happening over there. So I'm here. What can I do about it? I can't really do anything about it. So we're kind of trained to dissociate a little bit. Mm -hmm. We're trained to dissociate. And therefore, it starts this disconnect. And the same thing happens with nature. Something, if something's, you know, there's an oil uh, rig that spills in the ocean, well, that's over there and that's terrible. But, but is there anything that I can do about it right here? Not necessarily. And so we, we, we become so dissociated. And the same thing happens on a, on a micro level within ourselves is that we have become such mental beings and we're not connected to the nature of our body. Mm. There's so many incredible autonomic functions that are going on inside of your system, like the beating of your heart, like the digesting of your food, like the repairing of your vessel on a cellular level every day. And if your mind had to be responsible for that, you'd be fucked. <laughs> like if you, if your mind was responsible for, for, for digesting your food, like our mind can't even fathom eating food and digesting it and absorbing it and assimilating it into nutrients that eventually become our body, like all of those little processes, if anybody says that they fully understand it, they don't. Because, well, it's all connected, right? It's like, even if you look at each cell that has right? one cell has an intelligence of its own. Yeah. And so there's this dissociation and, and, and reconnecting the mind back to the body and becoming mm -hmm. a body-centered being first, a mind-centered being second becoming the antenna first and the radio station is what we're tuning into. Mm. It's like, you don't let the mind um, become your ruler, right? Uh, it's like, is the mind using you or are you using the mind? It's a tool. And so honoring the innate intelligent processes that are going on in your body and becoming sensitive, like sensory aware of what's going on. What am I feeling? What is my nervous system picking up on? Like next time you can tell if you are kind of in a fear state, in a wounded state or in a defense state, yep. when you enter a room and notice if your system is surveying the room for threats and not just like threats of your, your survival, but like judgments. Mm -hmm. like when you walk into a room, is your system like surveying like, oh, I wonder what that person's thinking about me. Or if I do this, what are people going to think about me? And so you are in this state of putting the power outside of you, right? Because you're in that defensive state and you're constantly surveying the room for threats and your system is actually in a fear state instead of just actually being able to be the fullest expression of yourself. Dude, I just got chills again. Like, ooh, I appreciate you sharing this because it's, side note, I'll go back into that. Like I've actually been thinking, pondering, feeling into anger and defensiveness lately. And it's like, it's all rooted in fear, right? It's like, it's a defensive of like, you feel threatened in some way. But like all these things you're describing, describing like the fear state, the wounded state, defensiveness, right? Like looking for threats, judgment. There's so many things that I don't even think most people even realize is like rooted in fear. And so like, cause that's again, like the nervous system is and are also like the mind right is like what is that person thinking of me because it's like yeah. trying to defend your story or prove the story that you have correct so it's just yeah i appreciate you sharing that dude because part of 
the reason for this podcast. And like my mission is really like educating and retelling the story of like fear. And like, we are afraid to talk about it. Mm. And so I appreciate you even, and that goes into dissociation. So I appreciate you just talking about it. It's cool because when you talk about it, like you do in such a grounded place, it feels safe. Yeah. Right. Because we just got chills. So it's, it's like, Fear is really safe, right? That's really what it wants. It wants to be heard. It wants to yeah. be seen. It feels like there's a threat. Yeah. And so for you, I'm curious, like in your journey thus up until this point, whether it's in your business, your personal life, what has been your relationship to fear, alchemizing it, changing the station of your antenna? What was one of those things that for you did feel scary or judgmental or defensive? Where did that defense come up? Man, there's been so, there's been so many times, right? I think that fear is, fear keeps us safe, right? It yep. keeps us, uh, it, it keeps us alive. And if you look at our systems, like the number one thing that it's trying to do is keep us alive. Mm-hmm. And so most of us don't have to fight for our well-being every day. We don't have to like go scavenge for shelter and food and all of these things. Like we're, we're a little bit past that, you know, and there's a lot of that going on in the world, um, which people have to kind of live in that, that state. And, but, but your system might still be operating from that. Something that, um, I mean, there's been so many times, I think I've taken a lot of leaps in my life. Um, and it's definitely a muscle that like the only way to overcome it is to actually do the scary thing. Right. There was a, uh, uh, when I first started somatic breath work, um, I had, I was living in Sedona and I, I had a very simple, easy life. I was a body worker. I, I didn't make a lot of money. i I just like, I lived nature. I helped people. I, I, it was, it was incredible. It was a great, and I, for the first six months, I lived out of my car. Mm. Um, I literally was living, camping, living out of my car. And while you um, were in Sedona? While I was in Sedona. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so it was a very, um, that was an interesting reality. My family was not the most stoked. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, and then, I ended up finding a place to live there and I, I, you know, I just kind of lived paycheck to paycheck and then COVID hit and then COVID, like I ended up losing my job. I ended up losing my home. The, the body worker job? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I worked at a really high end, like energy resort there, uh, doing different types of energy work, body work, uh, guided journeys, those sorts of things. And, and then COVID hit and Sedona is a, a, a travel place. So weren't traveling. Yeah. Um, and then I ended up, uh, losing my, my home. Um, when I, when I got, I got this incredible studio right by the Creek, mm. so cheap. And it was just like, Oh, so nourishing for myself. Um, and then COVID hit and I lost my job and I lost my, my, uh, my, my place to live. And I was back just in my car and I was like, what, what the fuck do I do? Mm. I had no idea what to do. And Life was just kind of like, it was kind of a low point, right? And I, I could feel the fear building up in me. Like, what do I do with my life? But then that, that stripping away of those things was like, okay, what, what do I actually want to do? 
And I felt myself kind of go back into fear, like, okay, I could just go get a job, right? Mm-hmm. I could go get a job. I could go work a corporate job somewhere. And my soul was like, ah, don't do that, you know? Um, I ended up moving back to Phoenix. And I, a friend, dear friend of mine, Amanda, gave me a place to live. And it was, it was great. I just started, you know, marketing myself and doing lots of different sessions for lots of people. And I, uh, I was combining sort of all the different modalities that I had studied. And it was a, it was a kind of a training ground for me to be able to just give my medicine fully unfiltered, um, and combined everything. And I started working with some coaches and therapists and I had this one woman who, uh, just asked me, she's like, when are you going to teach this? And when are you going to teach what you do? Mm. And that light bulb came off into my head. And I was like, wow, I love teaching. Like, and I had taught previously, I'd taught body work um, at a couple schools. But so I just went in a hole for like three months and, and, and just birthed this like curriculum, birthed this process, this diagram, this model of what is somatic breath work. And I put myself out there. I ran a couple trainings out of my house with like five people. Um, I had five people that were interested. So I just taught out of my house and I did a couple rounds of that. And then it started kind of growing some momentum. I felt some momentum and it was like, okay, it's time to like get out of my house with this. And I ended up, I had like two grand of my name or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it was like a thousand bucks to rent this place to like hold a set to hold this training. And I just, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> going to invest it. You know, mm-hmm. um, I've been very, I've, I've trained myself to be comfortable with like when I had no money to just like spend it on something that I, my heart was telling me, yes. Right. Instead of kind of like, and, and <laughs> I clinged onto it too. There's, there was definitely <laughs> a lot of fear there, yeah. but what happened was that first session I did outside of my house, I ended up having a, a PhD psychologist sign up for it. I had two doctors sign up for it. And I had these really high profile people. I had eight of them show up. And before that, I, I, there was this massive amount of fear that was bubbling up inside of myself. Like, who the fuck am I to like be teaching this to like a PhD psychologist? Like, they're just going to rip me to shreds. You know, and I had this imposter syndrome come mm-hmm. up. Um, and I was just like... I, feel so much fear come up for me. And I ended up just like going through with it and, and just teaching what I know, what my experiences have been um, from that place of like actual experience and what I've gone through. We all have a PhD in our own experience. Um, and that's something we can get into living experientially instead of from our certifications or our books or whatever you know, titles that we have. Um, and they ended up having a profound experience and I could see the amount of value that they received from that. And it was the scariest thing for me to get in front of these people, um, who had 10 years of schooling of doctorates of being very well known in multiple different cities and prestigious. Right. And uh, I saw the amount of value that they received from this. And at that point I was like, wow, I know that I have something but it doesn't matter who you are. You're a human. I know that this is this. I try to keep things very simple. And I think that if you, if you truly understand something, like you can keep it simple. We try to make things so complex mm-hmm. um, where when it's complex, we don't actually understand it. It should be simple. 
And I saw that they actually received a lot from it. And that, um, that allowed me, that scary thing allowed me to kind of step and evolve into the new, the, the next version. Right. And then I went back out there from that place mm-hmm. and I started mm-hmm. training myself with this muscle to actually show up, um, and not really like, cower to other people's judgments or worried about what people are going to think about me or like I knew that I have something that will be beneficial to other people uh, because they're a human and I'm a human and um, uh, one of my greatest mentors like said to me like how dare you how dare you hold back the stuff that you've gone through the experiences that you've overcome and the lessons that you've learned from the world. Wow. How dare you hold that back? Because the world needs it. The world needs you. And the last thing you want to do is die with your gifts left inside of you. <laughs> Dude, I mean, there's so much, man. I mean, there's so much goodness in here. Like, hmm. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm just going to let that sit for a minute, right? Like, that feeling of dying with your gifts inside of you would just be such a terrible feeling. Right. And it's, and for you, I mean, there's many parts about that, what I love, but what I feel called to echo is, I think a lot of us feel like we have to go from A to Z or from zero to a hundred, like immediately from like, I'm living in my car camping. I'm afraid of this. You're not like, you know, you did a few in your house. You, and even before that, you did, you know, a few with people. And before that, you did the body. Like, you had so many yeah. preparatory moments. It wasn't just like, you, just, you didn't, like, your nervous system wouldn't have been able to, to hold it, to hold that. And you can't skip yeah. steps. Mm-hmm. You can't skip steps. And we live in a world of instant gratification where we look on Instagram and see someone killing it. And we're like, okay, I want that. I want to j- skip all the steps and jump to that. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is sort of, um, I've really started to make sense of my life, <laughs> right? I, and, and it's, it's um, there's this thing, and I think it's been called the Da Vinci effect, where all of the different places and spaces that you've spent time in, like, I didn't know that you were a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. right? All of these, like I was teaching body work and I was, you know, doing mace flow for a while. And I was, uh, I did so many different things. I worked in corporate America for a while. Um, I delved into psychedelics. I, there was so many different areas in my life that I spent time in. And if you take all of those different life experiences down the tunnels and you find out where they connect, it allows you to become integrated And the more that we can connect those different times in our life, the more we can connect videography with body work, with uh, uh, breath work, with coaching, all of these different things and see where they connect. That allows us to put our own kind of spin on it. And that's where innovation happens. Mm -hmm. And that's where um, we start to make sense of our life because none of our past experiences were wasted all of it led you up until the place where you are now. And most people, they want to jump to those next steps and then they don't have capacity within themselves to hold it. Yeah. 
And so you have to, it's a slow process and, and, and really changing the paradigm to honor people's slow process. Because you look at nature, you look at these plants behind me, yeah. nature changes slowly. Mm-hmm. When things change quickly, it's usually traumatic. Yes. And I've had, uh, in the past year, I've had exponential growth and it's been traumatic. Ooh, what are you talking about? I was actually going to ask yeah. you how the success has felt to your nervous system because it's happened Dude, so quickly. It's been dysregulating. Wow. Exponential growth? We're not designed for that. Mm. We're not designed for exponential growth. Um, things have escalated quickly, yeah. right? <laughs> and uh, then I have so many, I have a team of five people that their well-being is is based on on me and what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I have people all over the world. We have 300 practitioners worldwide on uh, like almost every continent. And so, and, and, and it's required so much of me. I've had to sacrifice other things. It's taken mm-hmm. a very much of a toll on my relationship. Mm-hmm. It's taken a toll on my, my friendships, those relationships. Like we only have so much capacity yeah. and through each experience, our capacity grows, Right. And uh, our, our capacity is that through each experience, we gain more capacity by overcoming the hard thing. And so your life is a training ground and each experience you're gaining capacity to actually hold more. And you'll know when you're growing, um, when you become dysregulated, when you feel overwhelmed, because the growth isn't, the growth is, is when you get to that dysregulated point and then you feel yourself expanded, like, holy fuck, I'm holding a lot right now. And then you find a way to actually regulate your system within that. Mm. Then, you know, you've like, you've upgraded, you've leveled up because now you can hold a bigger capacity from a relaxed state. And then the growth continues and you'll take on more and you'll feel like this is a lot for my system. And then you have to find ways to actually regulate yourself within that. And there's, there's a lot of aspects to that, but it's been like, like exponential growth is, uh, it's, it's traumatic. The short definition of trauma is too much, too fast. And so I think that as a paradigm, we can kind of shift and be, um, right. I mean, it's all about the journey. It's all about the present moment. It's all about like, and, and, and really you get to the next level and then it's just another, just, there's more growth after that. Yeah. It doesn't stop. And then you keep going to the next thing. And then it's like, well, fuck, I just missed 10 years of my life actually being present in that, actually honoring myself through that process and like enjoying it, enjoying the struggles, enjoying the, uh, the figuring process that is your life, right? We all want to have it figured out. We, we like, no one has it figured out. Like figuring is a process. It's like you're the, 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 the potter who's molding the clay. Mm-hmm. You're figuring as you go. You're figuring it into shape. And so enjoy the figuring of your life because every little step will be that figuring process. And it's never figured out until you're dead. Because then you put <laughs> it into the oven and then it's like the clay pot's done, right? I love that, dude. Um, and it's, I appreciate you sharing that. Of one, actually, I want to revisit how you said traumatic because I think sometimes misunderstood trauma is such a big, like, deep, like, not to discount, like, the type of trauma that is, you know, like, abusive or right. violent. But I think it's some people discount 
just too much too fast. Yeah. So I just want to let people know, like, no matter what it is, you feel hurt in any way, right? It's not just like capital T trauma. Only time is the only thing that matters. Um, and I appreciate you sharing, like, the regulating system. And it just made me think about how much... I don't think it's like a new way. I love how outside there was when um, Stephen's apartment and I saw one of those. My nervous system was noticing. I saw one of the the party buses go by. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but anyway. We're downtown. We're downtown. <laughs> um, but like for growth, because it's been said, it's like, like just work hard, work hard. And like, just the way that you phrased it that way made it just sound slightly different mm-hmm. of like, because I, speaking personally, I definitely get caught up in like, it's the never enough feeling. Yeah, same. Of like, it's the next thing, it's the next thing. Oh, that will, oh, that podcast guest, yep, that will, that will do yeah. the thing, you know, that will fill the hole or finally make me feel enough and loved and all the things. And so when you were saying that, it just made me feel slightly different of, oh, I'm just regulating and increasing my exposure to the next right. thing. And it it just it hit me a little bit different instead of like looking for something to fill. It's actually increasing. It was a different feeling of increasing what I'm able to hold and work with and the energy I'm able to like transmit. So that was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, each step is uh, so important. And if you are constantly looking for the next thing, your life will pass you by. And then you'll be 85 and you will like, wow, I really wish I would have like allowed myself to feel joy Mm -hmm. in those, in those moments, allow myself to, um, to just be present and to soak in this life. Right. Presence is like, I've heard presence is actually integrated history. Ooh. And um, to become present is actually a, uh, a byproduct of like healing a lot of your own trauma, um, whether that's capital T trauma or lowercase, you know, T trauma. But, but the, we look at the past. The past is not what happened yesterday. It's what stayed and what happened yesterday. Mm. And that's either positive or negative. And so the past is what happened yesterday. It's not what happened yesterday. It's what stayed from what happened yesterday. And then that starts to create my future. And processing and integrating a lot of the stuff that happened in the past, maybe that Da Vinci effect, maybe that, you know, integrating all the different aspects of myself, the shit that I've gone through, the positive experiences I've gone through, that will start to create my future. And that'll allow me to be present in the moment. Um, there's something that like, you know, I've, I've talked to so many of my mentors. The number one thing that blocks people um, within, building, within building in general or creating, you could just say mm-hmm. creating in general, but creating in business is self-worth issues, self-value issues. And there's a lot of, societal and ancestral trauma in there. But in our world, we value like schooling and certifications and those things are great. We, we value, um, 
you know, stuff that people have read in books, right? Instead of actually switching that and actually valuing our personal experience, because you don't learn shit until you've been out in the world and you've done Mm -hmm. it. You could study stuff for four years, but if you actually haven't put it into place, like you don't know shit. And so the stuff that you've gone through, you've been there, you've worked through it. That's a lot of the times the place where you actually, you have a PhD in that and you can help others in that. And so cultivating that somatic sense of value within yourself, mm-hmm. like, wow, all the things that I've gone through, I've made it through. Um, that's been a lot. That's been a lot. And I've actually done a lot. And so you, allowing yourself to feel that fully, that'll start to create this felt sense of value because value is not in your mind. It's radiated from your, 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 yourself and people feel it. People mm-hmm. feel it. And so I've, and that's, the dissociation between our mind and our body, right? All the things that this body has done, all the roads that it's traveled, all the places that it's gone and seen and times that it's hurt. And, and, and so we all want to, on, like on a cellular level, your body knows that it's intrinsically connected to mine and to all other humans in life on this planet. And, and we want to feel like we help others. And the, and the way that we can help others is our own experiences that we've gone through, the shit that we've overcome. Um, that's usually the place that we can help others because we've been there and we've done it. Mm-hmm. So like really cultivating that somatic sense of that, that felt sense of value within yourself. Yeah, I wanted to echo that. Like somatic sense of value. That's so cool. Like I love that. Like it just, that literally felt different. Like right. somatic sense of value, which is so cool. Um, so even like, so I'm curious to continue to explore this for you, like the too much, too fast, like the dysregulating and even traumatic of exponential growth. Yeah. Like where have, like, where have you felt? Is it like, I'm not sure if I can handle this. Like, where is that for you of like, yeah. Like, where is that Current for you? fears? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of eyes on somatic breath work on myself. Like we've had an expansion, an exponential growth lately. A lot of, oh, like eyes, like looking. Yeah. A lot of people looking for us and, you know, putting, I mean, anytime you, you gain awareness like that, people start to put you on a pedestal or, or they, um, they really value what you say. Um, they value it. They, they value what you do. And so I feel a lot of awareness on me, mm. um, on the brand. And, uh, there is like, there's a fear now of like putting something out there that is, uh, is not going to be received. Right. Mm. Or is, um, like there's no, one pill that's going to help everyone. I mean, somatic breath work is great for a lot of things, but it doesn't help everything. Mm. And so there's a lot of fears like around, well, creating more, putting out more things, wanting to help other people. Um, and then, and then it being kind of a, 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 like, Oh, that wasn't helpful for me or, Oh, that was, you know, I think a lot of people don't, um, they, they take for granted the time where they don't have a lot of awareness on them. 
because then you can just, you push it out there. You just like test yeah. and try and, and put different things out there and see what lands. But now there's a sort of like a community that's like really relying on us. And I feel that and I'm holding it. And like my capacity is growing. Like there's, there's a lot of humans that I'm holding and, uh, and helping. And so there's a fear of letting them down. Bro. First, just thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, can I ask you more questions about it? Are you okay Please, with that? bro. Let's go into it. <laughs> I'm here. I'm here. We're safe. I'm fully open. <laughs> so I love there's a few things that sit out there. And I dude, again, I just want to like shout out you for like because probably you two years ago would have thought you would have had it figured out, right? Like if you fast forward like 2020 was only two years ago. It seems like two years ago, five right? or 10, yeah. right? But just like how much it was like quantum and like fast forward for a lot of people and especially for you. So why do you feel like you are holding it? I'm not necessarily. There's an aspect of me and that's kind of a little egoic <laughs> um, as far as I'm holding it. But really actually this thing is... Um, it's actually working through me now. Mm -hmm. And so there's the, um, the fear comes from the dissociation of my mind and body, mm -hmm. right? Getting too much mental, getting too mental in it and like lack of trust because I've been through so much shit that it's like, anytime I don't trust, it's kind of stupid. It's kind of like, it's <laughs> like, understand. it's like, it's like, it's like, what the, I mean, I just think of like, my spirit or my soul, like laughing at mm -hmm. me. Like, you really think that matters that much, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but really, I mean, like I've gotten over fears of like bringing on a team and allowing other people to take over certain aspects and to blossom into their own, mm -hmm. um, you know, beautiful expressions of, uh, you know, working with somatic breath work and working in, and, and, and expressing in their own life too. Um, that's been really beautiful, but it's, it's required me to let go of a lot of stuff and trust. And, uh, and I think in the beginning it was like, Oh, this is my baby. Yeah. You know, this is my baby. I understand. And now it, it really takes a village to raise a child. And so allowing the village to raise a child, allowing it to stand up on its own two feet and allow it to become what it wants to become because my agenda really doesn't matter as much anymore. I had an agenda. I had an agenda. I, I thought I had an agenda. You know, I thought I had an agenda yeah. for it, and 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 it was from a pure place, and it's kind of pointed it into into a direction. And now it's like it's building steam, and and the only reason why it's growing is because the world is asking for it, and the world has an agenda for it. And mm -hmm. and people ask me like, what are my goals? What are my plans? And all these things. And I'm like, I don't know. Let's see where it goes. Right. Let's um. Let's just. Can I, can I continue to tune in to um, how it wants to move? Like what the world is responding to, like listening to the whispers of, of what the people want. Um, I think a lot of people create from themselves. They, like you can, you can take one look at your Instagram. You can take one look at what you're putting out in the world. And you're like, is this for you or is this for other people? Mm -hmm. And so that's been a big shift in my own life. And actually, no, I'm creating for other people. Um, and, and listening to what they want. If you would have asked me years ago that I'd be doing breath work, like I, <laughs> I would have had no idea. Mm -hmm. um, but that's what the world is asking for of me to steward this. 
And so I have to continue to tune my antenna every day to how does it want to show up? How does it want to move through? Oh, you know, people want to actually become a practitioner and learn how to use this with their friends and their family and their community. Or, okay, actually, there's a lot of people who just want to receive it. Like, what's mm. the best way to sort of um, deliver that? And so I get to kind of tune in and to like think and use my own experiences of how that should move through into the world. And then the process of creating that and the pressures of business and life saying, okay, like, you know, put out more, like people yeah. want this, put out more. And I'm like, well, actually like, let me, let me sit with it and let me like really make it good. Mm. Let me really make it good. And then there's the polarity within that. Cause it's like, if we become a perfectionist, we'll never put it out yeah. there. But also like, is it actually a, a, a sort of, um, is it actually helping people? Like, that's what I want. That's, and, and, and that's the, the lens, the filter that anytime I put something out there, is it actually helping people? And then you put it out there and then it's always a test. You have to, and, and that's the communication. That's your nervous system. You put something out there, you express it from your being. How is it being received? And do you have awareness to know how it's being received? Or are you a one-way street? Are you just putting it out there and then like not really listening to what the people are saying, what the world is saying? Because mm. you put something out there, there will always be feedback. There were also, there were always, and the feedback is the most important thing that you can listen to because it'll help steer you in a certain way. Dude. I mean, there's again, so much goodness in there of like, cause there's a lot of nuance in what you said. Cause for someone it might be, are you creating for people for their approval? Yeah. Right. Like yeah. for your parents or for society. Mm -hmm. But what you said, there's a subtle nuance. And I loved how you said, I don't know. Yeah, Because we've actually been toying with that like for this whole month of June until last week, we've kind of been revisiting the why. And we had to say, I don't know quite a bit, which is scary. It feels like, well, what are the, what are we even freaking doing? You know, it's like, if we don't know, like, but again, it's like just going to that space of just stillness and like waiting patiently to receive that. Yeah. And what you said, the subtle difference is in like, you are in service. Mm -hmm. Right. You are the vessel. You are the steward of like, yes, of course, I'm going to step into my power. It's going to be fun. Right. Like it's, I'm going to be creative while doing it. And is like, it's for me, but it's for everyone at the same time. And I'm in service to the people, not my ego. Like I'm in service, like with my heart to like what they're actually receiving. So then you can adjust. And I thought that was a beautiful way to put it. So I just wanted yeah. to thank you, brother. Like, t touch on that. I think yeah. that's cool there's always a balance between self and other mm -hmm. and like you have to continue to tune into self. Cause like there's obviously your individualness to it and, and your own, like I'm never going to get rid of my ego, but I have to like point that in a certain direction. Yeah. Like how do I want to show up in the world? Okay. Well let me point my ego in that direction. Cause I'm figuring it as I go. And, uh, like tuning it, like, even right now, I feel like I'm really stepping into a new chapter and mm. I'm not having to do a lot of the things that I used to have to do because I have like a team, what? a lot of the like admin stuff, mm. a lot of the, like the little things of interpersonal relations and emails and, um, and a lot of the, 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 
the, just the little things where I'm stepping into kind of, I don't have to do those things anymore. And so it's like, wow, my identity was actually really yeah. wrapped up in that. And so there's, it's been a kind of a painful process of throughout my day. It's like, well, what do I do? <laughs> and, I uh, and like, do, do, do you guys need me anymore? Oh. And I'm like, oh, there's fear there. Right. And then, so I'm like, well, okay, I'm in this new, I'm in this new position where I'm actually like, I'm responsible for creating. I'm responsible for like kind of being the captain of the ship a little bit and like steering the boat. You know, the wind's going to take us in a direction, but I, I also am steering the boat a little bit um, and kind of making the final decisions on things. And, 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 and so it's like, now I don't have to do all those little things. Well, what do I do? And so what are, um, what are the daily day-to-day patterns that I can put myself through to actually steward in that next role in a way? Because now I'm, uh, there was a process of really creating, um, and putting it out there and then like handling all the stuff that comes with creating it and putting it out there. And now it's, it's put out there. Now it's like, okay, now we're taking it to the next level and there's that next leveling up and I feel dysregulated a little bit. So how do Mm. I find balance within that? Well, I got to come back and look at my day-to-day patterns of, am I tuning into myself? Um, am I tuning into the world? Uh, what wants to come through? Okay. What are the, the personal patterns that I can put myself through to actually become that and to create that? And, and so now I feel this space being okay with space because we're not okay with space in our lives. Like I have a lot of space right now um, and a space to listen and space to create and space to actually learn. So now it's like, what else do I want to learn? Because I've learned, I've learned a lot. I went through like probably five to seven years of like studying so deeply. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, okay, we're, we're, um, we're so addicted to taking in more information, mm-hmm. reading more books that it's like, okay, we actually need space. Space allows digestion and absorption of nutrients. You look at the OG way to like cleanse yourself. It's not like all these new diets and stuff. It's like, it's fasting. <laughs> yeah. It's actually just give yourself space. Don't take anything in. Ooh. Let your body just kind of absorb and, I love that. And, uh, and, 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 and do what it needs to because it's intelligent. You just got to give it space without putting more shit into it. So it's like, okay, give myself space let all of this absorb into nutrients that become the embodied version of whatever it is into the world. And now it's into the world. Now, now I like, I'm like, okay, now I have, I've, I've birthed it. Now I have more space. And so now I can start taking in more information. What do I want to learn? And not necessarily as much reading from a book. Books are great, but reading from the book of life. And that's the thing is that I, I teach people how to read from the book of life, how to create that somatic sense of value, how to read from the, the book of experience, because we don't really need a lot of these outside things. If we really tune into ourselves, we're learning so much. And if you've ever read a book and you read a paragraph and you're just like, what did I just read? Like mm-hmm. your thoughts are somewhere else, right? You're not actually absorbing what's coming through. How much is that actually happening in your life where you're experiencing another person and you're actually like, wow, this person just said so much. Their nervous system is communicated so much, which, and then I actually was tuned out 
And then I don't actually like receive what was just said. And so attuning mm. myself to actually each word, each letter in the book of life, like has so much information of it. And the more present I become, the more I actually can read from that, that book of life, that experience, <laughs> I can actually absorb each letter. There's so much information under each word, each letter, each little nuanced thing. Like I can absorb so much from that. Dang, dude. I love it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just letting it breathe. I'm letting it <laughs> absorb, baby. <laughs> right, right. All right, which is even different for like a podcast. So like I'm just going to give it space. So it's just like, so like sinks deeper. Um, I do want to revisit what you said of, because this is really important. Like I appreciate you sharing your humanness and the figuring process for you, like something that you're in currently of feeling of a few things that you mentioned of like the identity of like creating the space of feeling like it was your baby. There's a bunch of different things like tied in there. And so now, and then you mentioned like not letting people down. So for you, like, have you entertained like, because usually fear is kind of like the worst case scenario. Like, have you gone down that like, well, what if it does, like if I put out something that like doesn't work or like let people down. Like, what does that actually look like to you? Yeah, I have gone down that road. Ooh, what is I it? Have, I feel something. <laughs> it feels like, um, I mean, it's always, a, it's always everything that you're doing is a test, right? Everything that you're doing is a test. And I think that um, a lot of people are testing things in their life and they're not listening to the feedback. Mm. And so when you're trying something in your life, like we'll talk about the example of pain. So say you're trying a new workout and you're doing this over and over and you're testing a new workout, like you're, you're, you're testing a new workout program and say there's like a little pain in your body from this. Um, and it's like, is this healthy pain? Is this good pain? Um, or is this pain actually communicating more to me that I probably shouldn't do this anymore? And so there will be a little whisper. And do you hear the whisper? Do you hear the whisper in the book of life? Or do you not listen to that and you just keep doing it? And then do you listen to the like knock on your door? Mm. And maybe you're even more dissociated from your body and you're not listening to that. Well, then maybe it actually becomes a sledgehammer and it actually like really knocks you back and puts you in a forced timeout. We call that sickness. We call that injury, whatever it is. Um, so I don't know exactly where I was going with that, but <laughs> the worst case scenario, but, what it feels like. Yeah. The worst case scenario is that me actually not listening. Mm. Um, and so creating and putting something out there, listening, How's it being received? I mean, you can always shift. Like I've entertained, like what if it doesn't land for people or what if it doesn't help people? Then, well, I can make something new. I can do it again. I can try it. That's, that's the beauty of this is we can do something different. And uh, it's not really worth me going down those thought tunnels um, because we can try again and I'll try again until I die. I love that, dude. And like, in your, I know you're, I mean, you're tuned in absolutely to your body 
Like when you let people down or if you do, where do you feel it? It, um, there's sort of a, a space in between the gut and the heart. There's a sort of connection in between there. It communicates back and forth. Mm. And what does it actually feel like to you? Um, it feels like an emptiness. It feels mm. like a hollowness. It feels like a, um, a pit in your stomach, if you will. Or a, um, yeah, I think we use, we utilize a lot of these metaphors, right? Mm-hmm. It's butterflies in your stomach <laughs> or, a, or a pit in your stomach or a hole in your chest. Mm. And what does it actually, like tapping into that feeling, like what does it communicate or what is the feedback from that? Like it might be a story, it might just be, Whatever it may be, a feeling. What is it? It's a very, it's very much a felt sense for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm such a like a kinesthetic person mm-hmm. that I don't really like. I mean, there's people that are like clairvoyant that like see it all play out in your mm-hmm. mind and in your in your third eye, if you will. Um, I'm very much a, a a felt sense. It feels very visceral. It feels very much um, in my body, mm-hmm. in my gut, and. Um, not a pleasant sensation. Yeah. And I can feel it. So thanks for letting me ask about it. Yeah. So like, what does it confirm if you do let people down? Yeah. I mean, it's so funny because I think that it's such a waste of time to go into that. Mm. It's such a waste of time to go into that because I know that if I were to die tomorrow, I've, I haven't taken my work to the place that it could be. Mm. Um, but I think that I've opened myself to let others kind of take it on for me and to connect to a deeper mission. Um, and that I know that I've made a significant impact in other people's lives. And so I could die tomorrow and I know that I at least got a lot of it out Mm -hmm. and, and that's, and that's okay. It's kind of like, Okay, hey, you know, um, yeah. there is a uh, uh, an aspect of like there's a shift between I think that I, I frustrated myself so much and I was so hard on myself for mm-hmm. so long, like because we all want to find our purpose, right? Yeah. We all want to find our purpose, and for so long I I I I. I, I attributed that to like my purpose, like what's mm-hmm. my purpose in life? Um, what am I here to do? Right. It was very much, um, me. And, uh, I, I was able to kind of tap into a, a bigger purpose, a bigger movement, um, that a lot of other people are feeling. And that gave me more momentum. It gave me more energy, um, where it's not about me. It's actually about this bigger movement and I'm actually just a part of this bigger movement. Um, and so when I start to entertain that, it's like, it's not, it's not, it just gets in the way. Mm. It just gets in the way. And, and, and I think fear in general is like a fear of, it's a fear of death, but it's a fear of dying with things left unexpressed. And so leaving it all on the table 
I want to leave it all on the table. And I think I've really done a good job at like leaving it all on the table for people. People have come to my, my, my classes or my seminars. I've, I've had this reflected to me and like, you just, you give so much, mm. you give so much. Like I think in our, in our, uh, in, in our, you know, business and within that, it's like, how can we over deliver? Mm. How can we over, like just give more value? How can we just like give as much as we can? Dang, dude. It's like, I'm not sure what the emotion is or the energy, but I feel something deep. It's not heavy. It's not like even serious. It feels, it's funny. I mean, between the gut and the heart and that solar plexus or whatever that is, that's where I have been feeling it. It feels powerful. That's what it feels like. It feels significant. Yeah, significant. Which is really, really cool. Like just to tap into and like feel it in my body. Um, and I appreciate you sharing like your experience and your process of, so like when you do feel this feeling it, and not going down the mind stories, do you just breathe and feel it? I'm like, okay, I recognize that that's what I'm feeling. What do you actually like in this moment when you're, when you're feeling this and you recognize like, oh, that's what I'm afraid of. What does your regulation look like? It's getting out of the head. Mm. It's getting out of the head and back into the body because most of our fears come from the mind and the, and I can always tell when I'm in my mind because I'll go through these different loops. Yeah. I'll go through these different tunnels. And if I do this, well, then this person will think about me and then these people <laughs> will you know, hate me and then I'll be a failure in this person's eyes. And okay, if this happens and this is going to happen. And I know when I'm getting into that fear state because it's, it starts to be loops. And actually it's like, okay, can I get it? Uh, can I come back to my body? Can I come back just to the sensations that are going to my body? Can I tune back into my breath? Because the breath is the rhythm that's controlling your system. And I spent so much time working on people's musculoskeletal systems and trying to help people align their physical body. Um, but it's like, what's actually controlling your musculoskeletal system? It is your nervous system. Mm. And what's controlling your nervous system is your breath. And so I remind myself that I have power over myself. I can control my state anytime. I can't control the external world all the time. I can control my little environment and everything, you know, <laughs> like maybe it's a, it's a, um, a, a, a facade of control, but, um, <laughs> yeah. um, makes but us I, feel but better, I, but I can't control my state. And that's the thing is that stress is not the things that are happening to you. It's what's happening inside of you. Right. I'll say that one more time. Stress or not is not the things that are happening to you. It's what's happening inside of you based on those things. And it's subjective, meaning that what's stressful to you might not be stressful to me because I've found a way to handle it. I've found a way to become resilient. I've found a way to overcome it. And I've done it enough times that I've leveled up. My capacity's gotten bigger. My capacity's gotten stronger and I can hold more. I love this, dude. Okay, those two things I want to come back to is um, the connection between fear and the mind and the body. Because there's definitely, a obviously, it's biological, right? Yeah. But it's like, I literally view it as more. Like, I view fear as like, I mean, one of my things is I believe fear is love in disguise. So it's mm -hmm. like, fear is only trying to protect you. 
Yeah. Right. It doesn't want you to feel pain, to hurt, get hurt, to die ultimately. Yeah. Right. So it's like once you dissolve the fear, what you're, you're left with, it really is the all knowing oneness of love. But it's like one of my favorite quotes about this actually, it comes from Richard Rudd, and it's no form of thinking can take away the fear because thinking is precisely what created the fear. And it's been really profound for me. And I've been testing this and experimenting with it because so much of my work has been like reframing the story, which is helpful, like to get the mind along with the body, right? But ultimately, if you can just, it goes back to presence and like feeling safe, like it's safe to feel fear. Like now, like I'm touching this chair, I'm sitting in it. I am in amazing conversation with a beautiful human. And just listen, like my body is safe. Right. And I definitely go on like mental loops. But the thing that I've, I guess I maybe I, in the past, I thought it was like I had a strong mind, which I do too. But it's like, I can always tap into my body and my body feels safe. Yeah. Like my nervous system. And it's like, oh, that's why I've been able to do scary things. Like, like take big risks or like invest tons of money or like even when something happens, like, one of the things that happened when I'm my, one of my first music performances, I was booed and like, wow. and I remember retelling, like in that moment, I told myself the story that like, Oh, I can't wait to rap about this on stage to a sold out crowd. So the mind was helping me. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause it's could be like, well, yeah. shit, I'm a waste of time. Like I'm terrible. I should never do this again. Like, I, I, mm-hmm. but I chose a different one, but ultimately is like coming back into my body, I can truly feel like, oh, like I'm not panicking. Yeah. So I wanted to touch on that. And then also you brought up stress. And I feel like people don't even realize how stress is fear related. Yeah. You're creating a mental tiger. A mental tiger. So like a lot of the people, a lot of like, when you are in those mental loops, your body is probably reacting like if you were in the presence of a tiger, mm-hmm. you're going to be eaten by a tiger and you're actually not in the presence of a tiger. So, but you're creating a mental tiger. So what's happening in your body is that your body feels like it's about to be eaten alive. And so there's fight, flight, on, freeze, yeah. all of those things that happen. Um, and so many people it, it, it all goes back to the dissociation between your mind and your body. You come back to the body, you realize that you're safe, you realize that you're in control, you can control your state. And you realize that you're caught up in the future or the past, you're not here right now, because if you're here right now, you are okay. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just becoming aware of the sensations that are moving through your body, all of the different autonomic, very intelligent functions that are going on. I usually come back to the beating of my heart. Mm-hmm. Like what is the essence that's beating your heart? Are you beating your heart? What is that force that's beating your heart? Without me even trying. Yeah. Like try to stop your heart. Right <laughs> yeah. Or even stop breathing. Yeah. Right? Like holding my breath, right? There is yeah. a there is there is a greater force than that is the expansion and contraction of life itself. Mm. I go back to this this quote from Terrence McKenna, and I'll probably butcher it, but nature rewards courage. Nature rewards courage, and 
trying to remember the whole thing, but it's like the key is to jump off the cliff and throw yourself into the abyss. And you will realize that it won't grind you up, that actually it's a feather bed. So doing that over and over. Nature, we, nature rewards courage. We look at nature like the nature of your body. The body rewards courage. Nature rewards courage and you take those leaps and you find out, wow, it actually wasn't that scary that there was another force underneath. There was a feather bed that was holding me the whole time. You take that leap enough times, you realize, and it's so funny because we still, I still get into the mental place where I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm going to take this leap. And uh, it's, it's scary and it's going to, I'm going to be grinded up, you know, (laughs) but it's actually, no, there, there, I, I will learn so much. I will learn so much. And there's actually so much more that's holding me. um, Mm. That's, uh, that's helping me. And it's all coming back into the body. It's all becoming embodied. So many of us, we want to ascend. We want to go up and out, but it's actually, have you actually mastered being in your body? Have you actually mastered grounding? Like coming back in, bringing all of the parts of yourself, reclaiming all of the parts of yourself back in so you can show up from that place right here, right now. Because that's what's going to matter when you're 85 and you're looking back. Like, were you all there? Or were there parts of you that were scattered? Mm. Parts of you that were dissociated? Like reclaiming all of the parts of your soul, reclaiming all the parts of yourself all the other judgments from other people and like reclaiming all of that back in to show up from that place right here, right now. That's what life's about. It's being here right now. Dude, even as you say that, like, I feel like I'm in this chair and I'm saying, I feel like I'm almost, I am the chair. <laughs> you are bringing it all back in. I know, dude. It's, and I appreciate you sharing that quote because that's actually, I remember when you shared that on Instagram, that's the quote that like, oh, I want to talk to Jaggers about. Right. Like, I, that's what I, because yeah. we've done a podcast already, but it's like, oh, that, like, I want to bring you into this new evolution of it. And it, it really does, dude. And the reality is fear is real, but it's also an illusion. Like, if you believe in that loving feather bed, mm-hmm. the softness, which I do, it's just like, that's what keeps happening again and again and again. And if something doesn't work out, like what you said earlier about, like, I thought I had an agenda, whatever the agenda is, right? Is if it doesn't go according to plan, it's like, how can I trust like this, this feather bed? Right. And like, what's that other quote about whether you believe in a loving or hateful universe? You're, yeah. That's what whether, you see whether, or something. Whether you think it is or you think it isn't, you're both right. Mm-hmm. It comes down to the, 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 the issue with death in our culture. We become mm. such mental creatures, such egoic creatures that we, and we, we have such an issue with death in our culture. I remember when I was like 16 and uh, uh, being with my, my, my grandma while she was dying. Wow. And, um, we had all the family around her and, and she had cancer and she was suffering and, and everyone around her was like, 
don't leave us. Oh, wow. You know, everyone was like, it was a very much a, like a clingy energy. Yeah. And uh, I could feel that she would just didn't feel good in the room. Mm. Like, and it was wild because we all like stepped out and went to have dinner. And uh, she actually died when everyone left. <laughs> and so she didn't want everyone to be hanging on to her saying like, Oh, she lost the battle to cancer, right? Yeah, that Lost phrase. the war to cancer. Yeah. War on cancer. And it's like, no, actually, like, this is a beautiful thing. And this is a natural part of life. And every time something dies, something beautiful is rebirthed. And so we forget that, that, like, death is a natural part of our cycle. Um, and, we, uh, and we don't look at it. We don't look at the death of the food that we eat. We shelter ourselves from death. We and definitely do. We, 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 we have an issue saying goodbye. Ooh. Like I lived in Hawaii for, for a year or two years. And, and something that they said that really resonated with me was a hui ho. And they, that's their way of saying goodbye. And it actually isn't goodbye. A hui ho means until next time. We're always together. Mm. It's, never, it's never the end. It's always until next time. Dang, dude, I just got chills. Dang, dude. Well, this has been epic. I'm just, I'm really just, I'm like soaking in a hot tub of presence right, <laughs> right now. And this just is, feels so good. And just soaking it up, like even it's just so like good. my toes and like fingers. <sighs> Tuning in, is there anything in your heart or energy, your antenna? Is there anything you'd like to? express yeah. in this moment. So as we ahui ho, don't feel unexpressed. <laughs> yeah. For those of you that are listening to this, um, you feel fear, you feel contracted, you feel scared, maybe scarcity. Come back to your body. Come back to this incredible gift that was given to you and to revel in the moments shared with other humans. Just for a, a brief moment of watching the sunset. Revel in that beauty. Looking into another human's eyes. And how much it, how many things had to happen for, for you to be there with that person and that it's an absolute miracle of presence and connection and to know that the probability of being in that time in that place experiencing this is very small and if you can witness the beauty in that in that moment that fleeting moment that moment becomes your life our life is one big moment and uh you can see the beauty in things, the beauty in death, the beauty in letting go, beauty in 
this is not going to last forever. Then love is much more attainable. Mm. Love is much more attainable from that place. And um, you're always in control of your own state. And you can remind yourself by taking a nice breath in. In an absolute honor to uh, to share this space with you, brother. It feels so good. It is a sensation that I could <laughs> spend the rest of my life doing and and be completely incredible. Dude, thank you. Yeah, it's like palpable. It's, it's like uh, it's not dense, but it's like I can touch it. Right. It's an interesting, like, you can feel it in the room. Yeah, you almost like cut it with a knife. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. It's like a high, but not a high. It's like a it's presence. It's yeah, that's the only way I can describe it. But dude, thank you. Beyond, I mean, I don't need to really say anything because I know people feel it. Yeah. So we'll just let let it ride. And I loved how you closed that of what I said, what I, one of the questions I asked you about the polarity is fear and beauty of how those are really connected, which I love. Um, and I want to, if you guys are, um, obviously you guys are listening. So I want to play, um, Steven took me through a short breath work. I'm not sure if we put it at the beginning of the episode, if not, it'll be at the end. So keep listening for that. Cause that was really cool. Um, so you guys can keep even just, coming back and go to that if you ever need to just drop back in just for a little guidance. And do you have any tools on your website? Yeah, you can. Um, we have a, a free daily practice. It's probably a little bit of a longer version of that. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two sessions a month. If you feel like you want to try somatic breath work, um, it's like 30 bucks or something. So <laughs> it's, it's relatively accessible. Um, and yeah, if, if anything resonates with you and you, you want to learn more, reach out to me on, on Instagram or our, our Instagram is somatic at somatic release, or you can check out somaticbreathwork.com. And um, yeah, if you want to want to connect, this is obviously what I love to talk about. And um, this is how I want to spend my time uh, before it's my time. <laughs> Dude, even that, the irony in that, that last statement. That's awesome. Well, dude, um, actually, real quick, what is your Instagram? Yeah, it's at Jaggers, J-R, J-A-G-G-E-R-S-J-R. Um, I actually just started a YouTube channel as well, Stephen Jaggers. Um, we got a lot of stuff up on there. Um, I'm going to probably start going back into my my podcast as well, yeah. Mind, Mind Body Mentor. Um, it's been a while since I posted on that. And uh, creating some some music as well. We'll see when that comes out. There's a, there's a lot of things in in the works right now that I'm really excited about. That's so cool, dude. So go connect with him. All that stuff will be in the show notes. Um, and brother, I just just deeply want to honor you for how you're showing up in presence and truly the courage, like. Like deeply, dude, because I can feel 
I can feel your courage. It's like, I think that's what we felt actually in the solar plexus, that power and that significance is, yeah, there might be fear or worry, right? But there's also so much like power in that. Dude, you do, I see in your eyes, man. For people, you probably, if you're watching, you might be able to see in his eyes right now, but so much love. Thank you. I mean, I ain't getting emotional, <laughs> but like, thank you, man. Like deeply. Um, oof, man, dude, I'm just feeling it. So thank you. Anything that's coming up is coming up to move through you. And uh, you are a, you are a verb. You are a process. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not Stephen, but I'm Stephening. That's a, <laughs> that's, a, that's a process that's changing. I love and, that emotions that are moving through and not bend, but you're bending. And, and um, it's a beautiful thing to feel. If we're not feeling, then we're numb. And if we're numb, mm. we're not alive. Oof. So the more that you can feel, the more you are alive. So you feel fear, you're alive. You feel courage, you're alive. And it's a good thing to feel. We'll leave it on that note. Thank you, sir. That was incredible. Be out of here. Absolutely. Love you, bro. Thank Love you. you.